0: Hey there. Ever wonder what happens to all those amazing screenplays that never make it to the big screen? Or wonder no more? Welcome to Table Read Podcast, where we bring those undiscovered gems to life. Picture this. Talented actors giving incredible performances with the occasional laugh or blooper thrown in, produced by award-winning pros. From drama to comedy, TV pilots to feature films, there's something for everyone. And guess what? We release new episodes every week, so don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Table Read Podcast, where great stories finally get their chance to shine.
1: Hi, it's Malls. Reminder before the show to make sure that you are subscribed in Apple Podcasts. And if you're new, welcome to Please Advise Nation, Our show only works with your participation, so call 323-450-7408 with your dilemmas and life questions. Again, that's 323-450-7408 or email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com with your voice notes or emails. Thank you and enjoy. Hey guys, it's episode 170 of Please Advise. Welcome back. Oh, my gosh. Welcome back. Welcome the fuck back. Today, we have Greg Lisi as our guest. He's my friend's husband. Um, <laughs> he's... um. Uh, so, we had, like, interns at Hello Giggles, and Tori was one of our favorites, and oh. she... I do. I don't know if you knew her. Yeah, I've met. I met
2: her. Okay. Yeah. That's He's your married, husband. That's it's my wife. wife. She's yeah. the best
3: thing I've done. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. the best.
2: So I love a man who knows his place. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so here we are. We're all here. Greg is a big Christina Lopez fan. Huge. Okay. I'm, I'm a sure big why. Christina yeah. Lopez fan. You guys, I'm excited to be back. I. A lot has happened, but mostly Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande broke up. Well, and we have really someone. Someone asked me. about that. Someone asked us about
2: it. We have a voice note for that.
1: I don't. I, I understand <laughs> why they've left us with nothing, just table
2: scraps.
1: <laughs> but we were going over like some stuff that's been going on since we last we last spoke
2: before we got on. My Christina, do you have any updates? Well, I mean, I like part of the reason we had such a long hiatus was because like I was going through some stuff. Yeah. Like, that was happening. So, like at some point mid, early, late July, early August, it's gonna get, this is gonna be a little heavy, but I mean, I think I don't, I'm fine. To, I told you Let's talk it. about it. Yeah. Let's and I think it. the reason why I'm ready to talk about it also is like, I think there's someone else who could be going through the same thing. Yeah. And so just to know that someone else is dealing with stuff like this is helpful to know that you're not alone. So, essentially, like towards the end of July and the beginning of August, my dad was hospitalized. Yeah um for heart failure and he was diagnosed with end stage heart failure. So there's four stages, my dad is at the last stage. Um his heart basically means that his heart's too really his heart is too weak to pump properly yeah. to pump uh the fluids through his body prop- properly. So it was working at like 16% capacity when I saw him in August. Basically my mom and my brother, he was when he was hospitalized, my mom and my brother were like come home. Um, which is kind of like when you live across the country is like your worst nightmare, right? That's the worst
3: sentence, yeah.
2: Um, so I went home and I ended up staying home for two weeks because I wanted to make sure that he was going to be out at least home. Um, and he had a couple setbacks. So like in addition to like the heart failure, he was also, he just like has been very weak. So my dad's 5'10". Now, when he was in the hospital, he weighed 112 pounds. Um and he was too weak to even just swallow food on his own so they also had to put in a feeding tube while he was at the hospital um so like that was a complication and then the doctors didn't want him going home right away so he actually had had been in a a nursing facility yeah for about up until last week or 2 weeks ago um but i was home i came back home after he went to the nursing facility um and that was a rough adjustment because uh, like you know that was the most amount of time i had spent back in brooklyn since i had left uh, yeah. a, a decade ago wow. yeah so my, like october 15th was my 10-year anniversary in la so that was the most amount of time thank you yeah. i'm still here um that's the most amount of time I've spent home. And so like that was an adjustment, right? So you, there's a certain amount of armor you operate when you're alone in the world. Yeah. And then you have to like get disarmed when you're back home and let those people back in. And you then know you what I mean? went right into like a lot of work
1: growth and stuff like that. Yeah. Too. Yeah.
2: So like when I came back here, I was like, I had just gone through being like a functioning person in New York, like not really dealing with what was happening, just kind of like totally. getting through the day, being in the hospital for 12 hours a day, just kind of grinding it out, making sure my mom was okay, you know, helping yeah. out my brother with like his little his little daughters. And so like when I came back here, I was like, oh, actually dealing with everything that happened, but I was also alone. And so like that was really, really hard is not having that, I had If I had asked, that's the thing. If I had asked, I would have had the emotional support there. But getting to the point of asking is really hard for me. Yes. So, like, that's something that's really developed over the last couple, like, month and a half. Is that, like, I've been reaching out and finding that, like, people reach back. And it's been really rewarding. And also just kind of, like, doing the work of, like, making yourself vulnerable like that is hard. But it's so worthwhile. And I think I got hung up a lot on, like... Worrying about how people would react to, like, such heaviness. Sure. And also, like, being needy, right? Right. And like, But, like,
1: needy, like, it sounds bad. I understand,
2: like, the literal, like, use of it,
1: which is that you need people in your life right now. But, like, it's neediness has a bad rap. And I think everyone can be needy and should be needy at times. This is the one that makes the most sense. Like, this is... You Your growth in the last month and a half has been, like, really interesting. Like, yeah. you definitely are diff Like, something's changed yeah, for Yeah, sure. there was, like, a
2: seismic shift in, like, how, like, I approach my life, how I approach a lot of things. And a lot of that came from just being a vulnerable person and, like, being hurt and, like. You know, not everyone uh, responded the way that I wanted to in my, like, ideal dream of dreams, right? Right. People are awkward. They don't know what to do when things are heavy like that. Like, oh, my dad almost died. Like, there was a moment where my mom and my my dad said goodbye to each other as if it was the last time. Yeah. Because Uh. he was going in for a procedure that, like, was risky. Um, And to, like people don't know like <laughs> there's an inherent awkwardness to that because we don't no know one we knows always want to say to the handle. perfect thing but we never do yeah the worst thing i think is to say nothing sure you know what i mean yeah um so like if you get hung up on like ooh, i don't know what to say so i'm not gonna say anything at all i mean like i think the effort is at least appreciated <laughs> um leave religion out of it if you know that person's like not you know it's like don't worry god will get you through it like i got some of that and it's, mm. i'm an atheist so like that just kind of was just like I can't respond the way I want to respond because I'm worried about making this person comfortable
1: now. Well, I think everyone's reaction is to try and say something that they would want said to them. Exactly. And yeah. most
2: of the time, like,
1: that's, I think, why a lot of people come up with nothing. Because I think a lot of times people know that there's very little you can say yeah. to make something like that okay. I th- There's, like, a desperate need to fix. And I think that that is... Like probably where the religion stuff comes in too is because yeah. some people are just like thinking about what they would want said to them or what they were raised. Yeah. In our previous, like, last generations before
2: us, were very religious for the most part. Yeah.
1: But Christina, like, I'm like Willie's the man. Like your
2: job, you were the really best. wonderful during that time. You know, like, uh, like yeah. I, you know, it just like confirmed that, like. When you're on your own like this, in this kind of city, and, you know, you're away, like, so far away from home, you do, like, build your own family. And, like, it, it showed me that I had that and that I could lean on that when I really needed it. I got to. your back, sis. Yeah, I got your back, too. I mean, um, I vape now. Yeah. <laughs> that's, like, I would say that that's
1: made me a better friend. Yeah.
2: But because um, you're in the space with me and you can still have. Your I moment. love to vape. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> uh, continue on. Sorry. Um, No, but it's just like, you know, and and like I went through a little bit of a depression after too, because like it's like the deficit of that familiar familial love and also like dealing with something that was so heavy, like this kind of like rote anxiety that you always have turning in the background of like, ooh, when am I going to get that call? Course, right. yeah. You know what I mean? And, that,
1: and that's like, that is a trauma that's, I think, very relatable. Well,
2: and it's also just because, like, this this thing that my dad has was um something that, and if listeners might remember this, I talk about a godmother that I had who died, and this is what she died of as well. So I'm very familiar mm-hmm. of, like, how quickly things can go wrong. And so, like, for... Like it it like for a long time, I was guilty for even just enjoying life, yeah, um I felt guilty for being here, for being in l a right yeah, I felt like I was selfish, and i wasn 't because I saw the toll like all that stuff was taking on my family, right, but like not being here, not being there for that also was taking a toll on me, and so, like how do you balance that? How do I justify my life here? How do i like i you know you know my mind is like, oh, I should move back home, I can move back home, you know, I can work from anywhere really. Um, with the way my job works now. Um, But ultimately, you know, I know that I belong here and I can't really explain what it is. But... That said, going through all that, like, fundamentally changed me as a person. And it all happened within about two, mu- two three months. Yeah. Um, And I got a haircut in that. Yeah. <laughs> Christina
1: got it. all of her hair off. <laughs> was she, like, as soon as she showed it to me, I said, this is unfair because I know it will grow back so quickly. Yeah. <laughs> but she did, like, a big chop. it looks great. Yeah, you did this, like, it. two years ago, but your hair gets so long. It's yeah. so unfair. <laughs> this is the longest my hair has been in forever. It grows so
2: fast. but. So, like it was that it was like having that was like a just felt different, and it yeah i I just feel like a different person in terms of like how I'm approaching life right now. And, like, I'm dating a little bit more and, like, having conversation This is
1: What's up? Yeah, yeah, I know. Now I don't have to, like, worry about your – or, like, wonder about your life and create six scenarios oh, for Oh, yeah, because I'm just telling you now, like, what my dating life <laughs> is. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, before there was so much – you wouldn't even tell me what kind of fucking cereal you ate. So <laughs> there's that. But, Christina, like, thank you for sharing that and also – I you just know, want people I to think know, it, like... Don't underestimate that relatability of this. Right. Because everyone in our... Every single person listening to this right now either has dealt with this or they will eventually be dealing with a very sick parent or close relative. Right.
2: And I'm dealing with it a lot earlier than I thought I would. You know what I mean? But I also, like, I'm grateful that I had a, a, a healthy parent most of my life. I am grateful that I had a parent who was in my life. Yeah. You Willie's know, the man. Um. I, you know, it was, it, yeah, it just, it just like set a lot of perspective for me. And like, yeah, I don't know. Willie's a Leo. He is. Greg is a Leo. Oh, two yeah. Leos I like. Are you a July Leo and August, August Leo? I'm an August Leo. Okay. Okay.
3: Yeah. When's your birthday again? Uh, the 5th. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. Early August.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's okay. I, like
3: I'm that. one of three Leos you can tolerate socially.
1: Yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, well, I mean, I just can't date Leos. I think I know a lot of Leos and I'm fine with them.
2: Yeah. But <laughs> Willie's a Leo. My dad's Love a Leo. Love him. Yeah. And, yeah. And all of that is to say that, like, you know, uh, whatever you're going through right now, you're not the only person to have gone through it, but you're also not alone. And that you you might actually be surprised by how people respond and how much they care for you if you just reach out. Yeah. And I know how hard that is. But trust me, it's been so rewarding to, like actually try it and have it uh come back to me tenfold yeah well
1: i love yeah. you girl
2: i love you too Molly. proud of you thank you
1: what were you we <laughs> gonna say greg Sorry. no i was just
3: gonna say i related so much to the guilt of distance yeah being yes. in la and having family on the east coast and yeah it can be just soul crushing if it makes you feel selfish yeah. absolutely but you just gotta remember you're on your you're on this journey. For well, a I mean, reason, that was you know? that, that. was also yeah. the
2: whole reason why they raised you is so that you can have your own life. Yes. You know what yes. I mean? And like, do something. And like, that was something that my mom. Because I've talked to my mom about these feelings. Like, she she was like, "No, you're you're the whole reason why we raised you this way was that so you could live your life, and that's all we want for you."
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, it's all your family's so supportive too. Like, you have a very special family. I, I do. do. In particular, when they ask you to come home, like that's striking. Yeah, because your family would normally never do that. That's how I knew it was very serious as well. Was I was just was like they would never normally ask her to come home. Yeah. Um. And I'm glad that they, the fact that they did ask you to come home is a good thing because yeah. it's like that's they'll they'll call on you when they really need you yeah. as opposed to like springing something on you or like like supposedly like not wanting to bother you. I hate that when people use that as I didn't want to bother you. Well, it's like yeah. I would have rather you tried. And so it's good. That's to know what that someone told me because I was in. like,
2: I was talking to them about like the spiral that I was going down. And she was like, she's like, why didn't you tell me? And, and I was like, I didn't want to bother you. And she's like, you're never a bother like ever. Yeah. Like, mm. don't wait for me to ask how you're doing to tell me how you're doing. And I was True. like, I needed to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know um but just like start yeah just like start the sentence you see me
1: I come into a room and I just start like vomiting information
2: (laughs) I think I'm better than
1: I used to be about that yeah but like yeah I mean you should get more comfortable with that I'm glad that life is is giving you if you get one like good thing out of this it'll be like some nice positive growth in that way yeah it's been really really
2: beautiful and like my dad's home now yep he's, you know, he's gained a couple of LBs. He like walked up. The, great. I mean, the biggest thing is he walked up the stairs. Yeah. So said like the other he, day. he basically has been like immobile for like three years because of different like hip knee issues and arthritis issues. And that's what led to a lot of his heart issues was because he wasn't walking around right, much and not right. like getting his cardio in. Um, but, so, like, he went through serious, like, rehabilitation at that nursing home, and he walked up, like, two flights of stairs to go visit my nieces for the first time in their home. Yeah. And so, like, that was really cool. And actually, he's, like – so, he's also diabetic, and but now he doesn't have to inject insulin anymore because he's been so consistent in the last three months with his sugar levels. That's impressive. That, like, he – is pretty much doesn't really need to be on insulin anymore. That's amazing. So it's wow. been a really, like, amazing improvement. And part of me is like, ooh, I don't want to celebrate the success too much because it can be easily wiped away. Like, I know how quickly that can happen. But also not to be too cautious about it and just, like, let myself have a win.
1: Yeah, you and know? what it means for him, too. Like, that's, yeah. that's, you know, that makes him more hopeful. And also, like, how encouraging. Like, after all this time and how scary it was so recently, to like be making it up the stairs out of almost nowhere is yeah. like that's great. Yeah. Um. You guys, do you want to sort of like get into the questions and stuff in a little bit, or should we jam for a little bit more? Well, let's uh, let's like talk to our guests a little more. And oh, get Greg, do you have three reasons why you're qualified to give advice?
3: Absolutely. Okay. One, I'm here. I've been vetted by malls, so <laughs> you know I'm the real deal.
1: Yeah, that's
3: that's true. Two, I'm in therapy. I'm obviously okay. enlightened. Three. <laughs> I'm a writer and therefore an expert on the human condition. I'm an observer. You yeah.
1: You're so. also you also got married and you live in LA. That's a yeah, good one. Yeah.
3: Getting married is eye opening. Like the, the process of getting married, dealing with two families all of a sudden. Yeah. It, it was a lot to take on and learn lessons from.
1: How did you guys meet again? Like Tinder? Uh, Twitter. Twitter. We had
3: a mutual friend on Twitter, Allie Shouten. Um, I reached out to her because I had, well, I saw Tori tweet something and I just like randomly replied yeah. to her like a creep, you know. Um, She replied back, piqued my interest and I saw we had a friend in common and I asked for the, the, the in there and uh, it took like eight months for Tori to reach back out to me. Okay. But once she did, you know,
1: Header I love my that. I sometimes I I totally understand that whole thing. I bet on both sides of that, and it's nice like to be like, yeah, I was creeping on you, and I thought you were special. So yeah, I mean that's that's like an ideal situation. Can I actually ask you guys about a scenario that I was in recently that that surprised me? Yeah. I started thinking about this because I I interacted with this person at first because of Twitter. And, boy, do I regret that? um, so it's like an- <laughs> adu- it's like an adult man, and i I thought that like I hoped he was gay when he reached out. That was my like hope was that it wasn't gonna be like a weird straight man thing where I'm trying to be like friends with a straight man, but they're <laughs> gross. So I made Logan check his Twitter and he goes, Molly, he and his wife went to a musical on August 16th. Like there, he's totally married. And I was like, okay, like now I'll interact with this person. And then I was like, we started talking. I, I'm i really interested in the, like his line of work, what he does. Um, And so I was like, you should come on one of the pods. And we're, we're like talking and he says something like, he's like, um, oh, like, just don't send nudes or anything. And I was like, yo, like, why would you say that? <laughs> like, why are we just having a normal conversation and then, like, you bring up nudes? Like, why would like why would anyone say that?
3: The word nudes is disgusting.
1: Yeah, and that yeah. also, like, normally doesn't happen to me. And, like, that just, like, I think, you know, we've talked about this. I've never gotten a dick pic because I think the guys know that I would just, like, I'm not... That would that would do nothing like that wouldn't get me. (laughs) That wouldn't that wouldn't get you on the door at all. Like if anything, I'd ruin your life over it.
2: But most likely, (laughs) I maybe that's why they know that you would like post it on the Internet somewhere. I probably wouldn't. No, I know. I know that you wouldn't. But I can see that being like the perception. Oh,
1: and other days of my life, I absolutely would have. But like, so this is my thing is that like, can I ever talk to this person again like there's no, way- he was like, I, when I called him out and said like, why would you say that to me? He was like, oh, I'm like embarrassed. Like I was making a joke. Sorry. Like, I, um, I try really hard sometimes. And I was just like, dude, there's no coming back from this. Like <laughs> I can't ever speak to you again. And I just don't know, like maybe I'm wrong for that, but like, does anyone make a joke about nudes, especially a married man to like a strange woman that's like ever okay?
2: No, I don't know. Uh, There's no, right? I'm not friends with a lot of married men. Right. Right. I mean, Greg. As
3: a married, know, yeah. as, a as a married men, man, I, I would never imagine. bring up nudes how to a, another woman. How weird would that be? Yeah.
1: Like, how if, like, literally, like, if Greg <laughs> ever texted to me anything with the word nudes in it, I would be like, what? <laughs> i yeah. just like that, and that is my reaction. Like with this guy, is I just it's almost comical to me. It's like a bad impression of a guy being gross, and it really like bummed me out. But then I saw myself almost like take it as a challenge where I was like now I'm really going to be friends with you like now I'm really gonna show you like how (laughs) like how stupid you were for saying that like because I'm gonna be so cool about it but then I just was like no Molly you're like you're feeding into this like sick game I don't know I feel like it's a weird thing and I also think I found this guy because he like Had a viral, like, Me Too tweet or something.
3: Yeah. Can we have more context to the conversation before the nudes?
1: Like, how did you meet this guy? Like, I followed him because he had, like, a good Me Too tweet. Oh, okay. And, like, then he followed me because he saw, like, I followed him. I'm verified. He's also verified. He's in a very specific line of work that's not my line of work. And um, But it's, like, loosely we can, like it's a loose enough affiliation that, like, it, it, there's, like, common interest. So, like, he follows me back and then, like, just, I don't know, like, he responded to a few of my tweets and then I forget what it was. Like, maybe he, I think he DM'd me first and said, like, you're really funny, we should get coffee sometime. And I was like, oh, I totally want to, like, pick in my head. I'm thinking, like, I really want to pick someone's brain who, like, works in this line of work. Because it's like, I'll tell you off mic, but it's super interesting. And so I said yes, because, like, the reality is, is, like, everyone I know is from the Internet. Like, that part isn't weird of it to, to me, and I thought, like, okay, he would be great. i these please advise because of his line of work. And so, like, I was like, you should come on the podcast. Or, or he even said, like, you should have me on, on your podcast. And I was like,
2: okay. Um, forward. I mean, people I don't say stuff
1: like that. Stuff yeah. that I, I don't know people <laughs> why.
2: I know. People say that all the time. I don't know why, but it bugs me. And it's Half just like, who do you think you are? Me. You <laughs> should no, have know. me
3: on your podcast. Yeah. Wow. Well,
2: like, <laughs> well, especially when they're like, no offense, nobody's. buddies. <laughs> Like, well, you know I you even have an interesting in like social media presence. Yeah. Like, I want
1: to have up my friend that's my crypto friend, and he's a nobody. <laughs> he's like, I mean, a quote unquote nobody, he's yeah. like a person.
2: I like that. I mean, just like advise people I like who don't having, outwardly show any sense of personality. So how am I supposed to gauge how you are as a guest on a show? You well, know what I mean? that's
1: not this guy. Like this guy, I'll tell you off mic what he does. He is. It is very interesting. Right, right, right. But that said, like, no, I don't. I mean, the thing where I hate that really is with the Lifetime podcast. So I'm like, bitch, this is a hard that's a hard podcast to do. You yeah. think, like, your 43 following ass is, like, going to get, like, <laughs> no way. Like, that's, but that said, sometimes our best guests are the ones that are, like, don't even really have
2: social. Yeah, so, yeah, that's
1: true. um Okay, should we start the show? Could, but also, you guys write in about this sexster. I need to know. Were you
3: I have say? a co- just another follow-up question. Yeah. So, the, was there career synergy here for this coffee meetup? Because I already think it's a little weird that he DM'd you to oh, get coffee you? as a married man.
1: Really? Because be- I think, I mean, people have to know each – I mean, people have to meet each other. Yeah,
3: yeah. What are we
2: saying as a society that men and women can't be friends? No,
3: no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that you felt the need to do it, like, behind closed doors.
2: As opposed to, like, what do you
1: mean? Like, if, like, tweeting me publicly?
3: There's uh, there's just something – Maybe it's that I know he said the word nudes to you. Yeah. That's coloring this in. No,
1: now it, like – Now it's all – But, like – it's not always like that. And I think that's like what's remarkable about it to me is that it's almost like a cartoonish version of what happens when someone DMs you. But typically people don't mess with me like that, right. you know. So I guess I'm just like partially disappointed and weirded out. But I don't know. I mean, it's weird. You're right. It is weird. No, I just and know like my wife would be
3: my wife would be very. Weirded out if I was DMing girls to just get coffee because I thought right. they were funny.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's weird. Mm. It's weird. Okay. Yeah, you're mm. right.
2: Like, how do you finesse that? Because you're like, you could be coming with pure intentions. No, yeah, like-
3: definitely. I think if it's clear what what the intentions are, if yeah. they're very clear, that seemed like a very general lulley yeah. he kind of put out there to you.
1: yeah. Oh, that makes me want to puke. Okay. but <laughs> well, Maybe I'm
3: being too hard on this guy. Maybe I'm being no, too hard. No, you're
1: not. You're not. That's, like, totally right. That's totally right. Ew. What a weirdo. Also, he's, like, gross. Like, no way. Um. God. Okay. Uh, well, let's, like, Are let's... you, like, turn, <laughs> like, are you. Are you... <laughs> I you, mean, like, literally f- feel like I want to barf. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think I might, actually. Can we, like, move on so I yes. can, like, go Yeah, barf? we can.
2: Yeah, we can.
0: Hey, Molls, Christina, Wags, and Guest. I am dying to hear what you guys think about Ariana and Pete's short-lived engagement. Um, I pretty much lost all hope after that happened. No, I'm kidding. Um, I think maybe we all saw it coming. I mean, I saw it coming. But yeah, uh, I want to hear you guys' thoughts. What do you think?
1: I have a lot of thoughts, actually. Of course I do. I bet you do. I mean, well, I was pretty, like, taken with this this whole relationship like I think the whole nation was since the day it started. And the narrative for me has changed post-breakup, like, thinking about how, in a way, you know, Ariana, the stands wouldn't want her to be with anyone. There yeah. is no right answer. Like, someone said to me last night, like, Oh, maybe it would be like a Harry Styles situation. Maybe people will be happy with someone like that. And I was like, no, because two stars can't flourish like that. There needs to be, but, you know, it can't be like a Kevin Federline situation where she's pulling some guy out of obscurity or whatever, especially a guy with like a pregnant girlfriend. But, you know, Pete Davidson is 24 years old. He's worth three mil. Like, he's. Made, he was one of the youngest people ever on SNL. He has, like, a nice little career for himself. The dude's not, like, a loser. Like, and that's, like, for some reason, been he's been painted that way. Like, with the GoFundMe is, like, start. I mean, like, I know that that's, like, funny, I guess. But, like, I kind of, like, don't love the idea about joking about the vibe that he's going to be, like, homeless. because <laughs> He's not. And, no. like, if you think that that person... Who's on SNL, which is like a cultural institution, is going to be homeless if that's like that's like if that's the joke. That is that is a weird thing we're
2: trotting out as a society as a standard. Or I was wondering if it was because of the inequity of their pay that people were like, you know,
1: that's making, what I'm saying, making fun of
2: him in a sense that like, oh, because he didn't earn as much as her. That's what I'm saying is like it's like, that's like in a gendered though. way, yeah.
1: No, that's what I'm saying, but it's like it's it's very like yeah, Ariana Grande is worth forty million dollars. Find me how many twenty-four year olds worth forty million like self-made in a way like she's yes, I think she's from like a very wealthy family to begin with, but she's made that money on her own. So when someone who's twenty-four years old made forty million dollars, there's no equal partner for them ever. Like she's the biggest pop star in the world,
2: basically. Of course she's going to have a hard time finding a partner. What if it was, like... I? Because I, I think a lot about Serena Williams and her relationship. Yeah. And, you know, like, she found someone that was, like, of equal or, like, earning income. But a totally but, like, different industry. Totally different industry and also just, like, more stable in terms of, like, he he doesn't necessarily have to travel as much as she does for tournaments or for concerts. Like, she needs someone who can be at a home base for her. sure, But doesn't rely on her for income and success and stuff like that. So that's, it's going to be a hard, I think that's ultimately where, she, where she's going to find like good love. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's
1: like someone stable, which is what I thought he was. Cause he's kind like of planted to yeah. New York because that's where he's from. And also that that's where like the show he works on is, but like, I don't know, man, I, I just feel, I feel gypped. Like, I feel like we, this one on too long for me not to get a wedding. I need a wedding. Like, it's okay. We all know that it's not going to last. Summer really is over. Someone tweeted that the other day when they broke up. That is what it feels like. It was a whirlwind summer. And I don't know. I think they're both going to be really embarrassed by all of this sooner rather than later if they're not already embarrassed. I mean, because it's just embarrassing to love someone that much, period. Like it's like it's it's a shit show. It's just like so it's so raw and vulnerable. Like if you and Tori, when you guys were like really ramping it up, if you guys broke up, that would be fucking rough to come back from in a lot of ways, but also just like image wise.
3: Yeah, you'd feel like a fool.
1: It feels you feel out of control. Yeah. You're like, oh my god, I really like let something get the best of me. I don't know. I feel bad for both of them, man.
2: I really do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's just like they're young, you know, it's, but they probably really actually did genuinely. F- I feel weird talking about other people's like real life. I don't give a fuck. I this know, is, like, know. They brought like, this, like, this into my life.
1: They brought this in. They bring this into our lives. They do. They benefit from it. They, they absolutely do. All they have done. I don't even think Pete Davidson would have been brought back to SNL this year. Based on his contributions if he hadn't gone through this relationship.
2: I don't know. I feel like I feel like Lauren has like a weird investment in him somehow. If I was like, yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, maybe he, I. Don't, I don't. He also kept Pete Hammond around for a long time, and while he was going through Daryl, like, ha- Daryl Hammond, excuse yeah, me, Daryl Hammond around while he was going through really. But Daryl Hammond's one of
1: the best cast members of all time. Pete is yeah. doesn't really. He can't even play characters, which is like. I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm no, no, saying no, no. that yeah. because realistically, like with. You know, he's also created quite like a ruckus around himself publicly where it's like at this point, it's really difficult to watch him on the show just because we know so much about his personal life, which typically with the SNL people, we don't really have that insight to their personal lives. What would it on the say show. if they
2: did let him go knowing like his mental health issues were the way...
1: Just, I mean, being, having mental health issues isn't a job insurance. Like, I don't think yeah. that should be the case. I think that If anything... I would feel very uh upset to learn that I only kept my job because I went on like a press tour about my mental illness. Like I would feel really shitty about that. I don't know. Like I just kind of thought that maybe it seemed like he had sort of like it was petering out, like he had really trot like trotted out like his stand like the things that he always does. And I just didn't think he would be making it back. Like, so, I but I do think that, you know, I mean, also we've seen him in sketches playing characters for the first time this year. We've seen him exploit his relationship on multiple episodes, which is fine. I actually really like Pete Davidson, but it's also... There's, like, typically people on the cast, you don't know about their lives. Like, I didn't know about Adam Sandler's life. I still don't really know much about his right. life. Like, someone like Mike Myers, I only know anything about his life because, like, Coffee Talk was, like, based on his wife's mother. But, like, that's very, like, that's very brief. Yeah. Phil Hartman, Chris Farley, it was more, like, rumored that those people had problems.
2: And Chevy Chase, yeah. Sure. Sure.
1: And, like, that's, like, out of, that's, we're talking about 40 years of television.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, there's there's a select handful of people. And I just don't think he really brought the heat that way. And
2: it's also just, like, romances that start off that, that burn that bright, that fast. are Like, I just don't think romances like that have a long time Oh, I spent. got timeline
1: mm-hmm. questions about when this started. <sighs> you know what I mean? I think that. She
2: made great music out of it. I gotta say that album is really Singer's great. Is
1: great. Yeah. I mean, I stand.
2: I'm like, I'm. Oh yeah. If anything, I'm this whole all situation them. has made me an Ariana stan, and like, I really appreciate her emotional journey this past year and a half. Greg, um, what are yeah. your?
1: What's your situation?
3: Uh, well, I, I mean. I think – I've been thinking about this. The fact that Pete Davidson is a household name now yeah. is an achievement in itself. Sure. And if that was – if his plan was like, you know, what the hell? Why don't I just get engaged to this girl? If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It yeah. boosts my profile. He he plays <laughs> – he is Pete Davidson on SNL, like you were saying. Yeah. He's not a skit guy. Like, yeah. has anyone else in the history of the show ever just been like, I'm coming on to talk about me, like, as – who I am. Very, in my life. very rarely. Yeah. Very rarely. Very,
2: I think very David rarely. Spade had like a little bit of a that. Little, yeah. A little bit of that. And like maybe Adam Sandler had a little bit. Like, cause like even his like Opera Man character was just really like Adam Sandler. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. But
1: Opera Man is like here. I mean, he, that we're also again, we're pulling out we're cherry picking from forty years of television. We right. can't think of like isolated cast members who are also iconic figures like David Comedy. Spade. Yeah. Adam Sandler, like all these people still work to this day. I don't know whether or not we'll be hearing from Pete Davidson in 25 years, but I, it would be interesting. I'm, I'm along for the ride for sure. Now, Mac Miller's death, that being, I mean, RIP, I was not going to like pretend I was like a very knowledgeable person about his career, but it is so sad. And like, I can't imagine a relationship. I was really thinking about it. I think it would be hard for any relationship to handle like someone's ex dying, especially like the level that they're on and also the accelerated nature of their relationship. That's like the ultimate snag. Like it hit the ultimate snag. I don't know how most people would survive that, let alone this couple. And I just, sometimes I just look at life and I'm like, you are a crazy ass bitch. You did the one thing, life. You did the one thing that's like a surefire, like going to fuck this up. Yeah. I don't know. Like, that's like, when I look at that, I'm like, how could people fuck with like thinking that there's not something, a greater plan going on in the universe? Like simulation, whatever you want to call it. How how does that happen? How does literally happen? But
2: no, but like how does literally the one thing that's like, I don't know if that's necessarily the one thing. Like let's say her father died. Honest. that could that could have sent her like seriously considering. I don't think life.
1: that that says. I don't think that that's as uh sensational or specific because if her dad died, he would want to like you turn into your relationship. But your ex, that drags you directly into the past when That's your true. ex dies. And, like, that
2: is – I've seen a lot of people go through the deep – I mean, having almost just been through it, like, I, I, I can – No, a I lot mean, that definitely – yeah. That definitely really affects
1: a relationship. But there's – But it doesn't typically bring you back into your last relationship. And, like, having to mourn the death of your ex yeah. while you're in a fresh relationship where you also happen to be engaged – and are super fucking famous and like it was a public breakup i think that that, that is like uh, that's pretty up there in terms of tests for a relationship yeah cuz like all of a sudden now like i don't think it proves that there is a god is what i'm saying <laughs> i but i do think that, that like there's a there's a like a universal pull you know what i mean uh, i'm not asking you to like ditch your atheism <laughs> i'm just asking you to acknowledge that sometimes there can be series of events that it's just like, yo, like, that's crazy. Even, like, people dying in threes. Like, why does that always happen? How did this happen? How did this happen? That's what I want to know. And also, how did this happen that I don't even get a wedding out of this?
2: That's <laughs> All that buildup and no wedding.
1: Yeah, it's just, and I don't know. I mean, Ariana Grande is going to be fine. But, <laughs> Greg, what do you think?
3: I mean, sorry, Dying in threes? I haven't heard.
1: People die like famous people die in threes. Have you ever heard that? No. So like, like when Michael Jackson died, like Farrah Fawcett also died, and then who was the well, other? Well, she one? died first, and then he died. Yeah, and then who was the third one? I it can't was like remember. Tom Brokaw. It was literally like it's like people, famous people, always die in threes. Like when Princess Diana died, there was two other deaths near it. Like, but that tends to be the the thing like there's a it's just like an old sort of like wives' tales superstition thing that happens to be true a lot yeah people die in threes oh, um that's we had three people die at my like high school in a week oh yeah oh. i've told that story before <laughs> but like there was a teacher that died a, a former student that died actually it was like four people and then i i recently just like looked the story up for um uh, my friend asked me like if I had any true crime stories, so I like looked up this case. I was like, really it played out wild, man, but I, I will say the universe, it surprises me nonstop. Oh yeah., um, do you want to take our next question? I'm good. Yeah, you seem yeah. very ready to move on.
2: Could Greg, are you ready to move on?
3: I'm ready to move on, but okay.
2: Yeah. I'm just, I mean, I don't know how we can parse it out.
1: I think we did a pretty good job. Parsing I could talk out. about this for for four more hours, but yeah let's let's uh let's move on to our next question. <laughs> but thanks for calling. and you guys maybe call keep calling about this because I'm sure <laughs> i if you're like me, you don't have anyone to talk to about this, and I have a lot of questions. I would love if I could be like this is the only time anyone's ever said this. I would love to have Frankie Grande. Tell me, like, what's going on in particular. I want to talk to Frankie Grande. No one's ever said that except for me. All right, let's take our, our next call.
0: Hi, Molly. I'm not going to leave you my callback number because I honestly don't think you'll need that. But I just wanted to help them clearing up an issue we me and my boyfriend. had. We are, have just watched the beginning of Season 5, Episode 1 of Vanderpump Rules. And we have a little bit of a disagreement about um, Lala and Sheena. In, in the beginning of the show, Sheena is kind of vilified as this man-stealer woman and everybody hates her. And Lala is always brought to be that kind of girl. And I think that Lala is kind of deserved in that fact and Sheena is not. And I think that I cannot hold this up. I'm too drunk, so I'll have to call you back.
1: Okay. So that was a very like, please advise ish call where like that was, that was classic us where like that really took, we had to dig deep to figure out what was being said. Um, so welcome back to the show, Greg, I'm glad you were here for this. Um, so what I think was being said was our caller and her husband have a disagreement about whether or not, Lala is being held accountable for being with a married man the way that Sheena was season one, where the whole girl group basically ganged up on her because she had slept with Eddie Sibrion, which is the way into the show. For anyone who's not familiar, the reason the way really? that Vanderpump started was it was a spinoff because Brandy and Lisa Vanderpump were on the same cast. Brandy is Eddie's ex-wife. Right. And one of Lisa's employees was one of the, quote-unquote, other women that was with Eddie. And the reason why Brandy sort of, like, spiraled out, like, really developed, you know, allegedly, like, drinking problem, like, it was a huge... That a was Lala. La. Uh, no, Sheena. Oh, it was Sheena. Sheena hooked up with Eddie, Okay, Brandy's ex-husband. And that's how this, the whole show started, was okay. with like a confrontation between Brandy and Sheena. And that was with like the way that Lisa Vanderpump sort of manipulated the relationships to create this spinoff. So it was a really big deal, season one, if you'll remember. Like the whole... Huge. The whole female staff of, Vanderp- or of of Sir, rather, disliked Sheena because she was the new girl and she had she was a homewrecker. Yeah. that And it was like very like bad words. <laughs> Greg like, is smiling. So it's like, it I'm was like so
3: glad there was a Vanderpump question.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, no I know. <laughs> it's like it was like, you know, the language used around Sheena was brutal. Like, it was, like, slut, whore, homewrecker. Ooh. Like, it was really bad. Well, I mean, you, we had Tom and Katie on this podcast, and yeah. Katie straight up called one of our callers a whore. So, like, there's yep. a culture in that mm. restaurant of just – You know, the new girl walks in. Okay, she's a bitch. Like, it's very woman Haiti within that group. It always has been.
2: Why do you think we perpetuate sometimes, we perpetuate these, like, high school mean girls mentalities into, like, adulthood? Well,
1: we haven't really, like... So these people, they were in their early 20s. And now, yes, the show is still slut-shaming and awful. But I think that... Now they know it's a bad look. Like they look back and it's a bad it was a bad look for them then and it continues to be a bad look for them when they turn it into you know the other woman type narrative. Right. Why do we why do they entertain this thing as you're asking into their 20s because they're all dating people that work at the they they all date at their own work. Right. So the appearance of like a home wrecker, quote unquote, is all of a sudden it it makes everyone vulnerable. I think all the girls were afraid that Sheena was gonna be around batting her eyelashes at their boyfriends. Yeah. And that was that was where it all came from. I, I mean, I don't know. Lala's now engaged to Randall Emmett. Like she she really slammed slam dunked that. Yeah,
3: well done. Yeah. yeah.
1: She really she did it. Um she, you know, Lala f- were on the other side of five seasons. There's a little bit of progression, but Lala comes in. She is a controversial character. She apparently had this like boyfriend. They were, she was really vague about it, but he was, uh, separated from his wife when they started dating. I mean, I think ultimately, I think ultimately them not being rough on Lala is a good thing. Like that shows some sort of growth on their part, which I have to say, I'm surprised by by that growth, because it seems like in every other area or in a lot of other areas, they've really regressed all of them.
3: Yeah. I think the difference in the way that situation is handled is Stassi in season one. She's yeah. a nightmare. Stassi
1: caring about Jax. Yeah. Super protective. That's yeah. yeah.
3: And then by this point, she's been kind of defanged and declawed by this nightmare boyfriend. She has who she has. him. Um, she is with Patrick in season five, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, that was the yeah. that was the Patrick season. But like, the, this is the other thing too. The Patrick season is that yeah. the issue is not the issue is Jax. Yeah, and like, because Brittany is still deals with like a little bit of jealousy that's unwarranted but warranted one hundred percent. Yeah, and it's like the the common tie is just. Jax is a shitty dude. Yeah, and so you know he was driving. He like kind of drove Stassi to this place where she was insanely jealous for another woman to be around. But like that's only because she probably had. She was like living in a in a fear based environment where some other girl rolling up to her job did potentially cause a threat to her. Yeah, I mean, what do we think about Jax and Brittany being engaged? Uh, I- <laughs> do you think they'll make it to the aisle?
3: I do think they will make it to the aisle. The altar? The, the altar. Or do you hopa? think
1: that, like, the between the aisle and the altar, there will be an issue? Because I kind of think that.
3: I mean, anything's in play with Jax Taylor.
1: I see Jax totally being the guy that, like, she's, like, all beautiful and ready to go. And Jax is like, I can't do it. Like, he is 100% I can't do it guy. Cold feet, day of the wedding. $300,000 spent.
3: Oh and Britney, would, Yeah.
1: Like r- just left to to just die inside. Oh, 100%. He would love
3: the attention of being the the cold feet victim. Yeah. Like I, yeah, he's, I'm having a crisis panic attack. Like help me. Yeah. I can't do this. I move
1: too fast. You know, he, of course, also turn it into like a little bit of mourning. It's too soon since his dad passed, which by the way, never heard this man mention his father once. No, like this is a person who apparently much like Donald Trump. Like I never thought Donald Trump had a family. If I'm going to be perfectly (laughs) honest, when I found out his dad had been funding his businesses, I was like, Oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense that he has a family, but like, I just kind of thought he came out of nowhere. Same <laughs> thing with Jack. So, like, I think he's really manipulated a lot of like, <laughs> I think he's manipulated a lot of sympathy. I think he's bought some time Absolutely. I didn't know he'd have. But, like, this is the other thing. You know that even if he leaves Britney at the altar, which I think he, I think really, I'm so behind this theory now. Even if he does that, I think that he will be forgiven. Time has proven over and over that Jax Taylor is not held accountable and will probably come out on the upside of this somehow. If anything, he'll wind up more adored.
3: Yeah. I mean, well, he's the straw that stirs the drink of the whole franchise. Yeah. Without him, you don't. I mean, Andy sucks
1: his D so hard. Yeah. I like, don't understand. I mean, Andy like blows my mind with his favorites, Shep Rose.
3: Yeah t rav even he gave they gave a long oh. leash to T-Rab. oh
1: yeah 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 well Andy gets real chummy with these fucking just like slob individuals and it's so sad but he loves it it's like it's too it's predictable um and I get it like there's you know, I mean they're all like sort of like guys that you want to flirt with, especially if you're like, No strings attached. I'm a gay man. This means nothing to me. Like, but I want to kind of like flirt with you, Shep Rose, because you're like a bad boy. (laughs) I see it. It's just now it's so cliched. And I feel like it actually makes the audience more endeared to that person.
3: Yeah. He also knows who the stars of the shows are, right? Like that's why he's so far up Bethany's ass.
1: I think Catherine, though, deserves the real deserves some real praise on Southern Charm. Yeah. Um, Patricia, I'm so done with, like, her whole...
3: Take your captains, move along. Get,
1: get out of here. Yeah. You're crazy. <laughs> um, okay. Let's move on to our next call. Unless you have any other Vanderpump, like, thoughts you want to share.
3: No, I mean, I'm just wondering if the wedding will be blown when Jax gets that phone call again from Tampa Bay. That yeah, great about doing social
1: media for a yeah. hockey team.
3: That's yeah, his dream job. I don't
1: know how he thought we would think that running a Twitter for like a hockey team would ever fuel his income. That is a job for a 21 year old. That's literally a job for an intern. And Jax was going to quit his job at Sir, We were to believe to go do social media for a Florida hockey team. Like I've got questions, man. Like I really, I, I don't insult me like that. I'm not stupid. Let's take our next call.
0: Hi, Molly. Um, My name is Daphne. I'm sort of like a new listener of the show. And I just like really taken to your vibe on the show. Like I feel like, I don't know, I was like set up to receive the way that you and your guests, like the things that you guys have to say and just the shit that you're talking about. Like I'm really feeling it. So I thought I would call and ask you about Something that's been on my mind lately, I know you're a girl who moved to L.A. I, I don't know if you moved on your own, but basically I moved here on my own a couple of years back. I think it's almost, we're almost getting to five years here. And basically the honeymoon period is super over. Like, all the novelty of the city has worn off. I'm calling you, like, as I sit in traffic on TCH. And I don't know, like I'm a creative person and I'm feeling just sort of like I'm at the end of my rope in this city that I was like super into when I moved here five years ago. And I, I don't like that. Like I don't like feeling so, um, jaded about somewhere that I had a lot of hope about. And I know this happens to a lot of people, but I guess I'm, I'm just curious. Um, In your experience of moving out here on your own and being out here for a long time, um, if there was ever a point where you felt like you were at the end of your rope here and didn't, you know, didn't really – you felt like you wanted to move because I'm – anyway, I hope I'm not going on and on. But I'm sort of of starting to feel like that lately, but I feel like I know in my heart that I don't want to move back to where I'm from. I'm from Tennessee and there's nothing there, so – Anyway, I hope you're having a great day. Do you have any advice for me on keeping the faith in this in this city? I would really appreciate it. Thanks. Bye.
1: First of all, I want Chinese food.
0: I like just
1: an overwhelming urge for Chinese food started during this call. I'm really on like a physical journey today <laughs> on this podcast.
2: <laughs> but um, to answer your question, you caller, really cleared out some energy there earlier in the episode. Yeah.
1: Um, to answer your question, uh, everyone's miserable everywhere and (laughs) it's not like there's nowhere that you would live that I don't understand the feeling of not being sick of where you live. Like I can't, I was sick of where I lived when I grew up. Eventually you get sick of LA like, like, yeah, you're not on vacation anymore. It's been four years. Like life is monotonous, monotonous 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 yeah it's not monog- yeah. i mean it's not monogamous but yeah. it's not, yeah. not monogamous but it's monotonous anywhere you fucking live it's boring life is really long and boring and that's <laughs> just is what it is no matter where you live
2: i mean but you have those people who are like man i really needed to go back to my hometown and like because like la because did- it's a vacation it's yeah. a, it's
1: a it's a shake up yeah like people don't it's not a, it's not your hometown it's not la it's a people i like vacation too like, is this is this really where we're at? Where is like, do you like vacation? Yeah, everyone fucking <laughs> likes vacation. Everyone likes to shake up from their normal life. You could be like George Clooney and up in the air. Um, that that could that's an option for our caller. But like, yeah, anywhere you live will eventually feel like life, and that's what it is. You're living life right now. The adventure's sort of like over. You know the right Aid you go to.
2: You have your doctor. <laughs> You know, like, where your grocery store is. You, like, run into people you know now sometimes. Yeah. Like, that happens. Like, the part of L.A. that you
1: liked, I think, if I'm, if I'm, is the newness of it. And now it's not new. And, like, you know, it is only a, like, a, it, you know, TMZ man 30 miles zone. Like, L.A. is not that big and it's not that small. It's, like, you have officially done your laps around it and now you're living in life. And I agree. Life is boring, but... It's not anyone's fault.
2: There does happen when they're like settled. You know what I mean? When you're settled in LA yeah. and it, it, it like um, you have to decide. I think it, I don't know. Did you maybe Greg when you Gemini came, when you came here, <laughs> did you have like a time period on your on your thing or were you just like, are, um, is this your home now? Like what well, is how, well, do, yeah, how do you what, look at your time here?
3: Yeah, that's what I think is kind of interesting is I felt like it took me five years to acclimate to LA, to feel like, okay, I'm used to the bullshit here now. This is my home, especially coming from the East Coast. I think it's it's a bigger adjustment. But yeah. But I guess it could go the other way, and you, once you hit five years, you're like, maybe I've lived my pretend entourage scenes or whatever. Yeah. You come out here expecting, and you're just over it. And you want to go back and experience seasons and relatively normal people again yeah
2: see foliage i think people
1: look back on entourage and are unfair to it a little bit i think we have to admit that entourage was pretty tight when it came out and that's more of the sign of the times i moved to la not because of entourage surely but like in the middle of that being a big show and it was also it was the l
2: word but yeah (laughs)
1: <laughs> it was all it was also like I'm talking about just like the LA culture where it's like that that's the kind of thing that was going on when I moved to LA. It was also like Kitson on Robertson Boulevard was like it, I moved to LA in the middle of like the huge paparazzi wave. And like that had an excitement to it that like really sort of like electrified the city yeah. for me. Yeah. Now I like to live in Glendale and like I want Chinese food and like that is <laughs> that's not something I could say about myself when I first moved here. I think a lot of people When you first move here, you can't imagine yourself living in the valley. You can't imagine yourself, like, you know, not going to some hot restaurant or, like, going out to bars that aren't even in WeHo. Like, I think that when I first moved to L.A., I thought, like, coming to the east side was, like, a big thing. And I think that also you living on the west side (laughs) probably bought you more time. The fact that you've been living here for four years and you're just now getting sick of it. Like, I felt very routined after two years. Yeah. And LA still had some excitement to it. I think that, like, being near the ocean maybe bought you an extra year or something. Yeah. But, like, you know, you shouldn't be living somewhere and be excited by it and feel like you have curveballs coming after you after four years. Like, my mind, what this tells me is that you just, you are a person that's, like, a little bit of a rolling stone. Like, you probably want to be on vacation a lot. You probably want to, like... Be sort of like a traveling salesman. It feels like if you're sick of L.A., you basically are, would be tired of anywhere you lived. It's just it is what it is. Life is not that exciting. It's just not. No, it's not. You know, and, and you're, like, and there's
2: always going to be a part of you that wonders, well, what if I hadn't done this or what if I hadn't done? Like, I, you know, obviously, I've been like reflecting a lot about my time in L.A. having it just been like, oh, where did this these right. 10 years go? What if I like? You know, I'm not necessarily where I would imagine I was going to be when I got here 10 years ago, but I also am still here, which I also didn't think I was going to still be. Yeah. When I moved here 10 years. I like I gave myself a year to like figure it out and really like I hadn't figured it out after that first year, but I still loved being here and I loved who I was here. Yeah. Um we were really young too. Yeah. Like I was 22
1: when I moved here.
2: Yeah, same. It's yeah, same. been
1: 12 years, you know. And so I was kind of like laughing about this with Ed and I think I even like said this to you in retrospect like it's not even oh no I was talking to Sarah about it. My old roommate. Yeah. It's not that I'm so old now. It's that I was so young then. And I think that is what's like really kind of like is the big shock for me in life is that I can't believe how young I was like Ed and I used to talk about like. Oh, like, you know, we'd be single and be like, well, when you're like 28, like you'll be married, you'll have a couple kids. Like <laughs> We used to really like talk about not knowing where you would be or like expecting different things for yourself. Like most, of, I mean, the, with time, like you realize that like you had completely unrealistic expectations for
2: life in general. Right. Because you didn't know like systems and like, I don't know how the world works yeah. or whatever.
1: I mean, you basically are working off of what your parents did and television. Like that is how most people inform their lives, which is like the most unrealistic. I mean, media is never like, doesn't have the best reputation for being super realistic. So I don't know why we tend to reflect that, but like, how are you, if you're like not the most present person in the world, you're probably projecting about what your life is going to be like all the time. Like we all are trying to like wonder what's going on next.
2: And you just don't have the information. Yeah. Home is wherever you make it. You know, it's also so like if you haven't made this your home, you really need to investigate why.
1: Or you just need yeah. to accept that life is boring. Like that might <laughs> you might not have just like come to that conclusion yet, which is like ultimately will you where you will get. Yeah. Is that you can't ask too much of it. It's like just, it's something we all have to do. If you move to LA, you've already had probably a more productive and interesting life than a lot of people in this country. I mean, most people yeah. don't even ever leave their hometown. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah. At least we're out here. That's exciting. Well, yeah. 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 What do you think, right? No,
3: I think it's also interesting that the call came from her in her car, which is can be <laughs> a very lonely, like boring depressing feeling and yeah. you're in your car a lot out here but you're also in your car a lot wherever else you'd be living unless you're in like New York or wherever that has public transportation
1: yeah but but like that time suck goes to something anyway yeah yeah everything in life is really boring like if you like if in New York like that would just be a lot of walking or sitting on the subway like everything has compromises yeah which is why it's true We can play grass is greener, but like bottom line, life kind of sucks a little bit everywhere. And in life, all the things that you have to do to be a functioning adult, they are boring. Yeah. Anything good for you is boring and hard. And that is what it is like eating healthy or being like a super like, you know, productive It all. Like it just it drains you. And that is what it is. Get used to it, baby. Sorry. That's the other thing too. Is that like
2: I'm sorry I can't comfort you, but like I'm go we're all in it, you know. Yeah, I wonder what like her expectations were.
1: I think that she has expectations for life that's e- that are unrealistic. Like I think that that's what it is. I think that she's surprised that all of a sudden like
2: life has slowed down a little bit. Or it's maybe like, it's like passed you by so quickly cuz that 10 years went by Real quick, let me tell you, I am surprised that, like, I'm, A, old enough to have spent a decade somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But also, B, that it, like, it just, where did it go? Like, it's just crazy to me. I was... Like I can say
1: 20 years ago. Oh, that was 20 years ago. Cause I was 14, 20 years ago. And that is, That's insane. I was like an adult, like not really. I was 14, but like I had like thoughts and like I could do stuff and like I had, and
2: it still feels so close to you, right? Like you can just remember yeah. being 14
1: yeah. like yesterday. It's gross. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: well, I mean, I want to, I want to order Chinese food. Um, <laughs> I thank you for your call. I apologize that life is boring as an adult because it is. Yeah. I agree.
3: Um, But let's take what? So I was just also just going to recommend for her to explore the east side if she hasn't. Yeah, my God, yeah. woman,
2: yeah. please. Maybe move to like another part of L.A. Maybe that's like the little yeah. jazz up you need. Is yeah. Like stop, you know, not being on the west side. The anymore. The west side
3: can be very homogenous. Yeah. Compared to the east side. And it's just an awesome city with lots of great pockets. So move, just go explore. Take advantage of it.
1: The one thing I will say, though, is that you should know that you yourself are not going to change no matter where you go. Like that's unless you like consciously are making a change. Yeah, you can like do anything. Like you know, a lot of like people like do this. Like they they relocate. You know, because they're they're like yeah. Like it's like I can just like I'll have a new life somewhere else. It's like nah, bitch. Like you know, that's a, that's how sociopaths. It's true.
2: Are. It's true in a sense that like. But I also like the reason why I moved to to LA was to have like some sense of autonomy. Like you know, living on the East Coast, you both know, yeah. like you can have, especially if you have an extended family, you can they live like right on top of you sometimes. Yeah. And so I think I came to LA thinking like I'm gonna be the Christina that I've always wanted to be, <laughs> or, or figure yeah. it out. And like that's how I used to talk. Now I know. Going <laughs> um, but I think I like <laughs> within the last two months I just finally like found who that was yeah but it, it came from a lot of doing the work i don't think it was being in la but i think it did come from having the distance for my family to be able to do that um
1: i have to pee really okay. bad can i just pee and you guys you guys well i think we're talk. done like, uh, okay yeah,
2: we're done right yeah okay let's okay. move on I think We can insert a comment that I think is worth parsing through.
1: Okay. I mean, Wags, and Greg, and I will definitely try our best. I uh, would like to
2: see you try. Uh, so- was, uh, as well as you. I could say the same thing to you. <laughs> <laughs> so this one came from uh, Arlen Jeremy. Oh, I know Arlen. They said, question, am I the only person who thought it'd be a good and healthy idea to cut the cord, a.k.a. go without cable, Yet it has turned me into the worst human being slash troll possible. I have a lot of time in my hands at night that I literally spend more time on social media, hating everyone and getting into arguments with other trolls. And I fucks more on the scruffs and grinders, which is definitely which definitely isn't healthy. I think I need cable back.
1: Yeah, I see that. I see that. I mean, like the Internet lends to being a troll so easily now. Like, you can just – it's its the best. It's so good for – I mean, I'm a troll. I'm more like a Jody Sweeten troll, like, or <laughs> I'll, like, like get really into, like, a political idea or right. theme.
2: Like, it makes you into, like, I'm going to win this argument, and you go back and forth. I mean, I don't do that on Twitter just because, like – I mean, a I'm a black thing. and white thinker yeah. and I have to like I'm
1: constantly trying to not be that way. Like I'm I'm actively working against my natural black and white thinking all the time. But like you I when I get into something, I get so into it. And that's I think what not having cable or like not watching a TV show and I've been feeling this too regular like lately where it's like I need like a series that I really want to like channel my energy into because otherwise I just wind up, by like, picking a little bit from here, picking a little bit from there, but then also getting way too – like I told you today, I'm into, like – now I'm into, like, men's rights activists. Like, I'm all in there. um, their – I'm on, like, you know, red pill. Like, dude, have you been red-pilled yet? I mean, like, it's just – it's men going their own way. Like, I really – I really have committed to alt-right – Reading about the alt right and like getting into the Reddit and like I I feel like I there was a period of time where I kind of believed Pizza Gate was real. Like, I remember that. That yeah. means oh, I'm no. too far gone. Yeah, I'm too yes. far
3: gone.
2: I mean, the evidence is compelling that's when you
3: need christina <laughs> no. to bring you back
2: yeah, yeah. going <laughs> their own way so like the way i handled that was like i didn't i wasn't like no molly i just let her you know spin it out spin the web I'm out not a fucking child <laughs> like i'm allowed to
1: inform myself about anything <laughs> like i i i don't need to be handled like i just i was like you know people get naturally curious about anything and i think that it's very important to like inform yourself on what the other side is talking about.
2: Yeah, I know. But I think that like the Pizzagate stuff is just like beyond the pale. I'm a little like, flat
1: earther too. I'm like I'm open to way.
2: it. What? No, I'm just open to <laughs> possibilities. That's where like No I see, I have a problem with that perspective because it's just like so like uh when we talk we're talking about it's been scientifically proven not to be. I have be- a Gemini rising. I can't like, control. There's evidence, There's factual evidence for that not to be true. I know
1: it's not true. But it's also like, you know, we also, it's the same thing as when we discovered why I don't like sex talk. It's because I literally visually have to, I picture people like fucking. <laughs> like it's, and, and you don't do that.
3: It's an affliction.
1: I do. Like I, I. I, I go straight to it. Yeah. So that's why I don't like it. I think, I, I
2: think maybe I'm being triggered as a person who's like a media person. And it's just like I hate how my vocation has started to treat things of no merit uh, on equal scale of things that do have merit in the uh, idea of looking objective.
3: Yeah, dismantles truth. And I'm also
1: not searching for this in any sort of traditional form of media. This is me going to seek out the way that people conversate on Reddit. And the the reason why I do that is because, I mean, I'm sorry. Like, I really do feel like half of the shit on Twitter, like where everyone's sitting there like reminding each other to like vote or like you know speaking about their politics we're speaking to the people that are are that already know we're telling each other that the people that already know there's a lot of people out there that no one is like we're not paying attention to what it is they think and i don't really i i know they're like if i don't know what my enemy is thinking how am I ever going to, like, move on that? I got to know. I got to know what the red pillars think because then now I can I can act against
2: that. Do you follow people on the far right on Twitter, like a Ben Shapiro? or Yeah. Like a, yeah.
1: Yeah. And I've been doing that intentionally lately because I just realized my knowledge isn't as round as it could be. Like, I don't have enough information about what really the alt-right is saying. That's like, good. Like, I yeah. don't know what the Proud Boys are really doing. I got to get involved to know what they're doing. And like the best way to do that is to actually like read about like the opinions of people that engage in it. Why do they find that an appealing brand? Why do they find that something? It's probably, I mean, we know why Yes, it's because they're ignorant. And, but I want to hear, I want to hear how I want to hear how they express themselves. And that, I think that might be like part of it as a writer, maybe like just, no, because yeah. you have to like, kind of like, not every character or not everything that you write is going to be people coming from the same place. In right, fact, right, that's right. very boring um, and a problem if every single character has the same motivation and way of thinking. So in order I but I personally I don't think like a like a men's rights activist. So I gotta know how they're thinking, you know? That's the way I feel. Right. But I mean, that's that's me. Like, I'm a I'm an anthropologist, man.
2: <laughs> do, you, uh, do you do you do anything? Just to avoid- doesn't even
1: acknowledge what I just said? I
2: mean. No, I mean, like, I guess I kind of see like the benefit of. I don't know. It's just um, we are that for Greg. Like, what the fuck do we like? Greg
1: is a 32 year old white man. Like, what interest does he have in us? We are. You want to hear the are, origin
3: story of how I got interested? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Please, yes. Yes. Well basically, so Tori would always listen to you guys usually in her bathroom getting ready for bed and just because and the the fan in the bathroom beyond so she'd play it at max volume thinking <laughs> like only she could hear it in there, but I'm in yeah. the living room and I can hear everything.
2: oh geez so I just
3: started like getting into like the beginning music and like hey guys, it's malls and yeah. just like I just like then I was like. Oh, the content's pretty good too. And oh, I just kinda and then we like queued it up for road trips and you know that's how I fell into police advised nation. Yeah, yeah. This is
1: how you you just sort of like things enter your life. Like yesterday I was I was doing the same thing with the podcast. when I started it, I couldn't stand it. Like I started and I was like, oh, this is like, why am I doing this? And then like three hours later I was singing the theme song and sad that I was out of episodes. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, you kind of just like get on board with stuff. But like it's interesting to like you know, I don't know. Like what appeals to you
2: as a, like I, I, you know, I mean obviously you're not our target target audience. No. So like what what do you get out of listening to it? Uh, Tell me what you love about me.
3: I mean one, you guys, yeah. (laughs) You guys are just entertaining I mean, malls you just turn the mic on and let her go. Yeah. Well, you know, you'll end up at the end of the flat earth. You know, it's (laughs) I'm a flat Uh, earther, you (laughs) guys. But I I do think I I follow people who like my wife likes like even like interior designers like on Twitter just to like get into what she's into and just like expand my horizons. She's so
1: getting into Tory's mind. No,
3: and not just that, but like I also follow people on the right who I don't agree with that you know just to see what is going on, not be out of touch, and not be in an echo chamber with just everyone retweeting things back and forth to each other that everyone agrees and you know, it gets you nowhere. That's like, what's
1: been driving me nuts is that I watch the view every day. Cause it's a good show. It is. And I just like, I realize like that's a whole audience that is being exposed to good and bad information. Yeah. And like, I, I find it really harmful. And I also think that those are like the white women voters that, that this, like we're always talking about being so influential um, but not like making the choices that are really in their best interest um uh, when it comes to voting or whatever, and I had a moment this week where um this chick Abby, who's new, she was like a fox news person, she's such a fucking boner kill, like I hate her like I really like I hate her um and I'm not a journalist, so I'm allowed to say that. Um, I don't like her. I really like. I. I just think she's harmful. I think she's bad at conversation. I think she's shitty. And I. She was like derailing this like very important conversation that was being had over and over and over again. It was about Kavanaugh, and she kept like derailing this conversation to like kind of sort, pu- kind of punctuate it with her talking points as opposed to engaging. And I just thought, wow, she sure is keep. Sorry, she sure is keeping. Everyone who is on her side of the argument involved on her side of the argument and not opening their mind up because she shuts down every like thought with basically just like a a bullet point of her beliefs. And like that, that, this is the kind of thing that it's like, if I don't, if I don't know that's happening, I'll never understand why we lost that election two years ago. I'll never understand that because that was a shock to me. And I like, you know, I think a lot of us, I don't know allow ourselves to, like, hear from the same voices over and over again.
2: Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: There's other people out there that are writing, like, profiles for magazines that aren't the same six journalists that I always follow with- on Twitter. You know what I mean? There's, like, a lot going on out there. Mostly, I want Chinese food. That's, like, my big thing. Well, this- that was it. I'm a flat earther. Okay. <laughs> um, The earth is absolutely flat um you guys (laughs) i'm dying right now um you guys thank you so much for for joining us greg um thank you so much for being here a very rusty first episode back after a long summer but you gotta like you know you gotta be a reg now we gotta have greg coming back we gotta have greg on the reg reg. reg. regular greg that is like (laughs) really what we're gonna that's what we have to you have to have Tori on as well, but I didn't yeah. want I didn't want the two of them to be on together. I felt that it was better to let Tori shine on her own and really to give Greg his moment.
3: Thank you. I mean thank you for breaking me out of that codependency and
1: letting yeah. me
2: shine on my own. I know. Yeah. You have to get your You are own. a delight, Greg. You're thank you
1: I so know. Much. Isn't, he, isn't he nice? Like, yeah. you know, I really woke up not feeling myself today. Greg went and got us coffee. It was fabulous. Yeah, I know.
2: It's just like, you know, way to way to really make it up for cisgender straight white guys, Greg. Okay. You're, yeah, really, no problem. you're helping out the
1: average. Now, yeah. that said, um, <laughs> I'm going to go lay down for 10 minutes, so you have to leave. But thank you, Greg. <laughs> um, we're going to link your social in the description. But yes. also, do you want people to follow you? Do you even want that? I mean, life? you
3: can. I mean, you know, there's probably going to be a little more sports than you're interested in. You'll get a so. smooth
1: three followers from this. Yeah. <laughs> <People> <laughs> hey, like sports.
3: Welcome. You're a Philadelphia
1: yeah. Eagles fan. Is that what it is? I am. That's your thing. OK, well, anyone else out there, if you love the Philadelphia Eagles and I know that you exist, hit up Greg. Get involved in (laughs) the community.
2: Get that sweet Philadelphia Eagles content. And the rest
1: of you, I'll see you on the red pill Reddit. Um, Christina. (laughs) Max knows that the episode's winding down. Men going their own way. Um, All right, you guys. Talk to you next week. Thank you. Bye. Thanks.